My friend, I am such a big believer that your mindset is everything. It can really dictate if your life has meaning, has value, and you feel fulfilled, or if you feel exhausted, drained, and like you're never going to be enough. Our brand new book, The Greatness Mindset, just hit the New York Times bestseller back-to-back weeks. And I'm so excited to hear from so many of you who've bought the book, who've read it, and finished it already, and are getting incredible results from the lessons in the book. If you haven't got a copy yet, you'll learn how to build a plan for greatness through powerful exercises and toolkits designed to propel your life forward. This is the book I wish I had when I was 20, struggling, trying to figure out life. 10 years ago, at 30, trying to figure out transitions in my life, and the book I'm glad I have today for myself. Make sure to get a copy at lewishouse.com slash 2023mindset to get your copy today. Again, lewishouse.com slash 2023mindset to get a copy today. Also, the book is on Audible now, so you can get it on audiobook as well. And don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. I feel like compassion is the key to humanity. So cultivate that, treasure it, utilize it as much as you can. Put yourself in other people's shoes. Talk to other people all the time. No one is below or above anyone else. We all lead such cool, unique individual lives, right? That's such a beautiful thing. And something that I find a little bit difficult about the internet is that sometimes it removes that humanity. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right, cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back, and there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. So many of us love coffee, like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot, some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home, or in my team's case, in the office, and it's a game changer. I was just chatting with a teammate of mine about our love for the occasional sweet treat coffee. Sometimes, it's just the thing you need as a pick-me-up on a busy day and we just stocked our office fridge with international delight cold foam creamer and it never misses the team's favorite flavor so far is the caramel macchiato you just shake the canister and spray it into your coffee and voila you've got an incredible cold foam coffee no frothing fancy machines or mess required international delight cold foam creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom the best part it works on both hot and iced coffee it comes in three foaming delicious 
flavors, French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at your grocery store and be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. I'm excited to connect and learn more about you because you are a part of a world that I really don't know much about. Um, you were one of the top streamers in the world. And we were just talking about this off camera about how not everyone, but sometimes people that come on and watch streaming, they, they experience loneliness, sadness. They feel like maybe misunderstood or people don't get them. And they find a way to connect with other streamers in things that they like, gaming and things like that. I'm curious, did you ever feel alone yourself growing up? And did you ever feel alone while you were streaming to millions of people? Well, twofold question, so twofold answer. For starters, growing up, I feel like I was lucky in the sense that I'm a very extroverted person. I love to talk to people. I find great interest in other human beings. So it's very easy for me to talk to others. But I felt it was very, very difficult to feel like I belong anywhere. Really? Absolutely. Um, and I think that's something that I've struggled with, frankly, most of my life, even though I have good friends. So I think, you know, I learned a bit more about this sentiment year over year. And I found that a large part of that, especially growing up, was due to my upbringing being very different than my friends because I immigrated to Canada at the age of four. Well, my family did prop me along. And I grew up in a more like cultural, religious, strict household than most of my friends did. So things like staying out late, sleepovers with boys, going on trips, those were not things that I was really allowed to do or were common practice for us. And so I'd find myself kind of going to school and having some friends and getting along, but not necessarily relating on a very deep or fundamental basis. And I also missed out on a lot of like the bonding experiences that they might have been able to have that I wasn't allowed to experience. And uh, frankly, sometimes being culturally different from people and not finding many people similar to you makes it hard. You want to fit in, but you in a sense, we'll never be able to because no matter how hard you try to be like another group per se, you can never fully become that and you always end up being somewhere in the middle. Yes, yeah, so I also feel like my whole life, I've had this sentiment of being very indebted to my parents for the sacrifices that they've made. And that's just not something that someone can really relate to especially when like you're in middle school you're in high school right. you're like what do you mean some kids are just like what do you mean like your whole life is about making your parents proud like you just maybe don't get it so yeah i think that's what personally made me feel lonely initially but i found so much solace and like comfort in bonding over gaming with people online actually right. yeah now fitting in and belonging what's the difference for you in terms of fitting in versus belonging Actually, that's that's a great question. I, I think fitting in is being like socially acceptable. You know, it's like I walk and talk the part. I am easily digestible to others, but belonging is more so the people around me understand 
me to my core, to my soul. Um, they get where I'm from. They understand like your decision making, your purpose in life. That's more so belonging. And I am lucky enough to have like built at this point in my life some really deep friendships where I, when I'm around these people, I feel like I belong. I think another part of that is th there is such a like cultural and racial aspect to belonging. When people around you don't talk or look like you or come from a background like you, it's hard to feel like you belong. Interesting. Yeah. So how did you learn to fit in and belong in the streaming world <laughs> when maybe not everything in the streaming world or the gaming world also fits into your cultural values? Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Um, I think for all content creators, it's a bit of a trial and error process. And I think to some extent, we're all a little bit people pleasers, you uh, know? <laughs> especially if you're streaming, it's about getting eyeballs and attention. And yeah. They and like I this. I need to do more of this. Exactly. It's a lot about like, it's just a feedback loop. And you want to make that feedback loop as positive as possible. Initially, at least, right? You're just like, oh, I think I'm doing the right thing. Especially if you're trying to make it a career and a business and make money and survive. How do I optimize those positive reactions? But sometimes, somewhere along that path, you start thinking, wait, am I even enjoying what I'm doing? Is Am I losing touch of what I want to do versus what I know my audience wants me to do? Mm, did you ever feel that way? Of course. Really? I, I'd assume most content creators do at some point. I do think luckily for a lot of my career, it was just so exciting that I didn't think too much about that until someday you burn out and you're like, hold up, let's let's take it back a couple steps and reevaluate. And since then, I've just come to view it more so as you need a almost like a Venn diagram. What do people want from me? What do I want to do? Let's make sure I'm focusing on what I want to do. And maybe that middle part are the things that you yeah, do the most. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, I saw on your YouTube, you talked about kind of hitting a wall, taking a break, reevaluating your process. Did you feel like you really burnt out hard? Or was it more just a moment of like, okay, I need to reimagine what I'm doing and why I'm doing this? Probably both. Really? <laughs> I think um, as privileged of a career and lifestyle as content creation is, I think especially when you're trying to optimize it, it's very like go, go, go. Um, and I think most people experience burnout at some point. You kind of just push through it. I would say every year or two, you just try to push through it, find motivation somehow, try something new, whatever it is, right? But this time around, or the last time I felt this way, I realized like there was something deep within me that just yearned for something different. Really? Yes. So before, years ago, you were like, okay, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed and yeah, stressed tired. and tired and I keep showing up and part of it's fun, but it's kind of draining uh, and you would push through. But this last time you were like, I need to completely reinvent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was a very difficult decision to make. Even filming that video, I was like tearing up. Um, yes, so many aspects to to go into. But why was very this, big why was it so hard to make that decision? I think any time that you, I mean, it's hard enough to find something that works for you, right? I feel like we spend our whole lives trying to figure out what's gonna work for me. And then imagine finding that and a few years into it, 
you feel like it's not for you anymore, maybe. Or you feel like you just, your heart yearns for more. I feel like there's no other way for me to really summarize that sentiment. And I mean, there were just so many aspects to that decision, whether it's like financially or the people that rely on me. Um, I decided to like pay for my parents' retirement. I work with so many people whose incomes rely on me. Any thing any change that I make to my business structure even though as a person you know I may just look like a person making content there are so many other people that I should consider and my audience right obviously there are people that I want to make happy um and I I feel like this constant desire to make people proud and I'm like what if this doesn't feel like the right choice for other people but it was something I had to do for myself and I just keep hoping that as long as I try to optimize for my happiness and health, that will allow me to output the best stuff that I can over my whole lifetime, whatever that will end up being. Right. Yeah. So when you were doing, you know, before you made this decision, this was what, like last year or like the last? This was like eight months ago. Eight months ago, yeah. So you took a pause, right? You took a break. Yes. You And how long was that pause? That was about a month. A month. So every like okay. two years or so, I'm like, I'm going to go insane. <laughs> I mean, and break. I'm so lucky to be able to take a month off. Sure, sure. Um, But yeah, <laughs> it's because the rest of the year, it's like Now before then, nonstop. were you like streaming every day, a certain amount of hours or five days a week? Or what did that look like? Yeah, so um, I probably started off like six days a week, at least six hours. Which six hours a day. Yeah. Which, streaming your I content. Mean, that might sound weird to you. I know being in front of like a, a computer talking for six hours every day. Yeah. But to me, I was like, that's not enough. And to, I even had a manager at some point who was like, no, you need to do like 10 plus hours every day. Wow. And I was like, I kid you not, my brain will melt. <laughs> and so you're playing video games and you're talking mm -hmm. for six hours a day. I know that sounds like not much, but you feel like you have to be so on that whole time talking to yeah, people. Yeah, it's a lot of energy. And I do feel like every streamer is a bit different. You know, some people are like, I'm just going to chill and play my game. And I feel like maybe that's like more sustainable or easier to do even like 10, 12 hours in a day. But for me, I literally not stop talking the entire six hours. And I end up being pretty tired after. But then you want to film some YouTube videos. Wow. You want to take photos. And I'm someone who honestly, out of everything, I love the business aspect of being a content creator. I've helped co-found an organization. I co-founded a management agency and consultation brand. I work with a clothing company. I just love doing all of these little things on the side. So it's many streams of income, many projects, many everything's all at once, which is fun, but sometimes it gets a little overwhelming sure. too. Yeah. What are the, the top three revenue streams that most streamers make from? Is it yeah. live streaming? Is it sponsorships and ads? Is it selling your own products? What else is there? I would say primarily streaming. And when you stream, you have like subscription revenue. If people subscribe to you, that's like a fee every month. And then you also have ad revenue and donations as well. If people want to send in money. Yeah. But I feel like at some point in your career, it's like you don't want to accept too much in donations. So I've personally like capped mine. So Why don't you want to accept donations? Well, I'll cap it at like two or five dollars. I think that's my cap because it just started feeling wrong to take money from people. You know, when I was like a college student in debt, like, oh, I was so bucks. grateful. Yeah. yeah, it was so nice. And it made such a huge difference in my life. 
But once you get to a certain point in, again, like very grateful, very privileged, yeah. um, but like financial stability, you're like, the the likelihood is that this person might need the money more than me. Like even $20, send me two instead, not 20. Keep the rest for yourself. So it's like I keep that interaction without, I don't want to cause financial strain on it. Sure, anymore, sure, sure. So that um, sponsorships for sure. And probably like YouTube ad revenue. Right. Those are the main revenue streams, the top the top revenue streams for yes. you. Gotcha. Um, now, how did you deal with self-image and self-confidence when you're staring, maybe not looking at yourself the whole time, but you're on a screen and you can see part of yourself yeah. for six hours a day, some people 10 hours a day. You've got probably tens of thousands of comments coming through throughout this time. Yep. I'm assuming tens of thousands of live viewers at different times, if not more, and money coming in and also positive comments and negative comments. How do you stick true to your family values while also staring at yourself and having to be you know, a personal brand and put yourself together and be on camera and photos and, and, and play a character in a sense sometimes to an audience? How do you manage that? That's a great question because I don't feel like a lot of people even consider that aspect of it. Um, obviously, it looks very fun. You play games, you make videos for a living, and it is really, really fun. But when you look at it from that angle, especially from that of a female streamer, it's like you do get constant comments on your appearance. And there's simply no way to not process or be impacted by that mentally, right? Personally, I try to take as, I guess, a reasonable and realistic of an approach as I can, which is like, if I know that this is a part of my day-to-day, I need to minimize the negative aspects, right? That means one, having moderators who will remove like the really annoying or weird yeah, stuff. spammy stuff. Or the negative comments. Um, even filtering out certain words is very, very helpful. And secondly, I try to spend so much time offline or honestly undoing the downsides of just being chronically online, really? frankly. Yes. And... When those kinds of things get too hard, therapy. And frankly, I'll, the most difficult times in my career or the times where I'm most unsure of myself, I try to ask myself, like, if I try to imagine myself like five or 10 years younger watching me, how could I make this person proud? Mm, that's you cool. know, how can I maybe positively influence them in the decisions that I make, the things that I do or say, what is something that could like enrich someone's soul? Because I think you can very easily just start like focusing entirely on like how you look or optimizing for that. But is that like the right message that I want to send to my female viewers or people who might not feel the best about themselves? Um, so I, I try to be considerate of all of those things. That's good. But especially therapy. <laughs> <laughs> What's the big, when did you start going to therapy and what was the biggest lesson that you've learned in therapy? I actually feel like I started going almost as soon as I moved to LA. Really? Yeah. As soon as I started feeling like, oh, this is just getting to be a lot. 
what is? What's getting to be a lot? Oh, well, at the time, I lived with other content creators. Oh, man. So it's nonstop all day. <laughs> all day. All <laughs> night. Streaming, streaming, streaming. Yeah. It felt like I was in like a reality TV show. You kind of were. <laughs> An online reality show, live streaming. Yeah. Kind of fun, but kind of mentally overwhelming. And I was like, how do I keep my sanity intact? Um, and I just try to be very considerate of how I'm being influenced in a way, right? So I started going to therapy then, and it was really nice because it felt, how do I say this? It, it felt like it was like, yeah, just keeping me sane a little bit, like a way to take care of my brain and calm it down. I think the thing that I learned, or the thing that comes off, that, that comes to mind when you ask me that question is my current therapist now at one point told me like, hey, the rate that you're going at, I don't think there's any way for you to continue this lifestyle and this, like at this rate without needing consistent therapy. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, this was maybe like a year ago. And that was very helpful for me to realize, like I was getting so frustrated with so frustrated with some of the issues that I was um, experiencing that I realized like for me to stop wounding up in the same place or winding up in the same place, I need to make big changes. Right. You want to see big change? Make big changes kind of thing. What were the biggest frustrations you were facing? Some of the um, like just some of the harassment you get online or not just you in general. I'm very cognizant that if you put yourself out there, there's going to be negativity, mm -hmm. right? You're opening yourself up to yes, all 1, types of comments. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like I have pretty thick skin. I grew up with an older brother. We fought all the time. I've played video games my whole life. So like, I get it, right? But even all those things considered, uh, being a female in a male-dominated space, there were just certain things that I was dealing with that were getting to be too much and too cyclical. Really? It felt like every three to four months, it was like some crisis, some big thing that was like really impeding my life. Really? Yeah. What were these, what types of crisis? Is it like stalkers? Is this like? Sometimes, sometimes it's like um, other content creators, like having some sort of like hate campaign against you. Really? Or, or like farming like, you for views. Like kinda. a bully campaign almost. Yeah. I hate to say that. And like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm putting myself out there, but it became very evident that the way that I was being treated in the past was very different than my male counterparts. Really? And that was very frustrating. Um, luckily, that has improved like year over year, I would say, but was difficult to deal with at certain points yeah. in my career. Yeah. What, what advice do you have to, to young individuals watching or listening who struggle with criticism, rejection, the opinions of other people. How have you learned to overcome that, those opinions, to not let it affect your self-value and self-worth? 
I've recently joined the world of home ownership. And one thing I've learned is that there's so much more freedom with what I can do with my home, but also so many more decisions to make. Figuring out where to start on big projects like a complete room makeover can be overwhelming. But with Crate and Barrel's free interior design service, a design pro can provide design and styling help for projects big or small. Whether you're redesigning your living room, choosing a new dining room table and chairs, or even just styling a bookshelf. Work one-on-one -on -one with a design pro who will work with existing furnishings and help you choose new ones. Get 2D layouts and even 3D renderings so you can actually see your space to help you decide. Did I mention it's free? Yes. Having fun exploring the possibilities of what you can redesign or have the design desk help. Go to CrateAndBarrel.com or your local store to make an appointment with the Crate and Barrel Design Desk. My career not only requires me to travel, but also gives me the freedom to. Traveling has brought me so many positive experiences and memories. Like that time I spent the holidays at an Airbnb in Big Bear with some of my extended family, and it was the perfect way to come together and connect with my family that I don't see that often. If you have a similar setup that allows you to travel often, have you ever thought about your empty home while you're gone? More specifically, how you can make some extra money by keeping your home occupied while you're out of town. I'm a big advocate for setting up a side hustle to give you an extra stream of income and Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start. Many people host on Airbnb, including some friends of mine, but there are some people out there who've never even realized their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you've got yourself an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of just you. For instance, the song you stream over and over again while you're in your 13th hour of gaming at 4 a.m. in the morning with all the lights off trying not to wake up your roommates, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are the best to listen to on your way to the gym and back, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you, makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you and the ability to choose the plan that you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. I think for starters, just accepting that statistically, there's going to be a percent of people that don't like you. That's okay. That's life. Do you like everybody you've ever met? No. Right? So don't worry about it too much. Right? Some level of criticism, of distaste is to be accepted and is completely normal. Secondly, uh, <laughs> take advice from people that you look up to. Because, you know, some of the things random people online say to me, I'm like, I'm sorry, you don't have the qualifications to comment <laughs> on that, right. frankly. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Um, and lastly, this one is a bit more specific. Like when you're dealing with criticisms that are solely tied to something that is outside of your control, whether that's like how you look or your gender, your race, any of these things that are much more personal and frankly unfair... From my experience, it is best to find validation and reassurance from like-minded people. The support I got from other 
female streamers and women in the space is like the sole thing that kept me like pushing through. So that's so, 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 so helpful. That's great. What are the advantages and disadvantages that women have in the online streaming gaming space versus men advantages and disadvantages in the same space? I'd say um, advantage is like sometimes, I don't know if minority is the right word to use in this case, but I guess it is. Sometimes being a minority helps you almost like stand out in a way as a content creator when there's something that differentiates you from everyone else, right? If you see a hundred people and they're kind of similar or like even if they're like the same gender and then there's one girl, you're like, oh, at least like your eyes kind of drawn there. Like this is different, right? So maybe that's an advantage, but it's also a disadvantage because then people will use that attribute to maybe pick on you or treat you differently. Um, yeah, that's the main thing. I mean, I don't know if you know much about gaming, but it's pretty well known that like there's a hint of misogyny here right. and there. <laughs> I don't like to talk about it too much. It's like a, a bit of a tired topic, but it just kind of is what it is. Yeah. Luckily, the I feel like there is more variety in the gaming community year over year. The pandemic brought a lot of eyeballs into this industry a lot uh, as well. So, yeah, it's improved a lot. What is the the thing you love the most about being able to stream to an audience live? I love the interaction. I love talking to people. It's so fun. And getting like an insight into other people's lives. And I feel like there is no greater sense of fulfillment than having like a positive influence on someone yeah, else. Yeah, that's good. Which might sound grandiose for like gaming, but you know when someone's like, oh, I'm so happy to see you live or you've kept me company during a tough time. Like, that's so nice, right, right? Right, right? And being someone who like, I've been a viewer of the same content creator that, or type of content creator that I, that, that I then became, I understand that position so well that it just feels really good. Yeah. Now, how long have you been doing this? Uh, for about oh my God. almost 10 years or? Eight, nine years. Eight, nine yeah. years. You've been in the kind of streaming space. Yeah. Crazy. Um, do you feel like after almost, almost a decade of being in the space that you fit in or that you belong? Um, I think I would probably say both at this point, but mainly because it's it feels like I really carved out a space for myself. I like took years building my own little chair and I'm like, I'm gonna sit here, okay? You can't do anything about it. And luckily then, you know, I got my little circle of friends and right, now I right. feel like safe and you, really you like I belong in that community, in. right? Maybe you fit into the whole community, but in your community you belong. belong yeah. Um, what is it about you that makes your community love you the most? Oh, I feel, I don't know, ask them. <laughs> I would want to say that uh, I try to be as like upbeat as I can. Just naturally, that's what I like to do. Um, I feel like I've been very lucky to have had this career at a kind of pivotal time within streaming. And I feel weird saying this about myself, but it feels very nice when members in my community are like, oh, you inspire me or you motivate me or you make me feel like I can stream as a woman, as this, as that. You know what? You make me feel like it's okay. That is so, so kind. You, you see comments come through constantly. Your, most of your community 
I'm assuming is, is in their teens and their early 20s. Is that correct? Most of the community? I would think so, yeah. Why do you think so many people in their teens and early tw- 20s struggle with mental health and motivation today? Honestly, I hate to say it as someone who profits from this industry, um, but I think social media has a big hand in that. Um, I also think, though, that there are just a lot of modern day issues that feel very isolating or difficult for people to deal with. I think that would off the top of my mind. Do you feel like it's, do you feel like people are more isolated, that they don't have a purpose, or they feel like they don't belong in their communities that causes them to suffer mentally? All of the above. And the internet can be a great getaway. Like, even for me personally, when I was in high school, it felt like I had a bit of a double life. It's like, <laughs> like Hannah Montana, I would go to high school. I was like part of the student council with all my friends and I'd go home and I would only be online with like my online friends. Um, and I felt like I bonded with so many people over gaming, people that I felt like I couldn't have those types of connections with my friends that I knew in real life. Really? Yeah. So you had deeper connections online than in life connections. I think so, yeah. But also it's like, that's kind of when you connect the most with people right. on your off time, experiencing things together. And gaming with someone is experiencing something Bonding. together. You're like it competing, is. you're going yes, for a challenge, let's absolutely. go. Um, you have like the same hobby. Okay, the first game that I started streaming was called League of Legends. And during that time, like before it started blowing up, it was like any time I met someone who also played, it was like, oh, you know, immediate connection. Club. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah, exactly, like a secret club. And so that sentiment is so, so nice. And I think we're also living in a day and age where all human beings are so multifaceted and especially like the Gen Z's generation. Um, Everybody is so unique and different, but sometimes you grow up either going to a school or in a city or in a household where you don't feel like every part of you is really accepted. And that leads to not feeling like you belong, isolation, um, and sometimes luckily you can get that sentiment online, Yeah. but then sometimes being online too much can also hurt your mental health. So. Right. It's a balance. Yeah. Did you always feel like you were accepted at home? I always felt very loved. Yeah. And accepted, but just like, it was a little bit stricter and I just always felt like the most important thing was like following the rules, making my parents proud go to, you know, get straight A's. Oh my God, yeah, such a nerd. Uh, go to college. Get straight A's, go to college, study engineering, law, or become Medical, a doctor, yeah. yeah. Um, and like that that was the path laid out for me, that's it. So when you went to school and you studied, I think, chemical engineering, yes. right? And then you dropped out eventually, <laughs> yeah. which is almost like a death to an immigrant's parents, <laughs> right? It's like, I cannot believe there's, there's no other option than getting an yeah, amazing and you know, degree. For years after taking a break from school, I didn't call it dropping out at the time. <laughs> I want to pause. Yeah, I'd be making like six figures, maybe even seven at one point. And mom's like, so when are you going to go finish your degree? Wow. I'm like, I'm making more than I would have made with my degree. Are you kidding me? So yeah, wow. it was like always that plan laid out for me. So I just grew up. In that sense, like people pleasing for my parents and then people pleasing for audiences around the world. And I was just always thinking of like, what should I do? Do the 
quote unquote right thing. And it was only within the last like two years that I've, I'm really trying to rewire my brain to think about like, what do I want to do? The, All right. All the right. wants instead of the shoulds. That's what my therapist said. He's like, you have a bad case of the shoulds. It's like, what do you mean? Stop thinking about what you should do. What do you want to do? <laughs> yeah. How has that been a struggle to kind of break the rules of what your parents want or what you feel like your community wants and, and actually doing what you want? Yeah, absolutely. Especially because when you fall into that feedback loop of like, what do other people want of me? You get validation from that, right? Like, oh, I posted this thing and I, you know, calculated it to be what they would like and they liked it. It worked. Right? And then maybe you post what you want. And they don't like it. Not as much. And you're like (laughs) craving that validation, you know? (laughs) So it's for sure a part of the job that you need to manage so that you don't, because if you keep feeding that beast, oh, it gets bigger, but it is a part of the job as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. How do you manage, how do you, how do you manage now dealing with ego and validation and also just feeling really good about you, not doing something for ego or validation, but for you and also being able to impact people? How do you manage that? I a lot of journaling <laughs> i played on my whole life um so basically and also it's almost like i'm rehabilitating myself like you know cognitive behavioral Favorite, therapy yeah. i i feel like i do that to myself for example instead of posting something and immediately looking at like are people liking this what are they commenting how is it performing etc cetera, etc cetera. If I know it's something that I liked and that I feel good about, or I feel like it's going to reach and resonate with the right people, I just let it go. And I try to just forget about it. So I'm almost like training myself to not crave that feedback loop as much. The dopamine hit. Yes. And not be so tied to the results. So I, that and instead setting other goals for myself. Because the thing about validation from other people Frankly, to me, it was like a school rubric. (laughs) And for a long time, I'm like, I wish with content creation, you could get a rubric. Like, am I doing good enough? The numbers never stop going. So what is good enough? Um, And even maybe people climbing like the corporate ladder might be able to relate. It's like, when are you supposed to feel enough or in any aspect, right? Whatever you're optimizing, how do you know it's enough? So figuring out what is, make your own rubric. Make your own goals as opposed to following what is maybe more traditional, whether that's like what does success look like to others or just focusing on like monetary value, things like that. Figure out what you actually want to optimize or reach. Yeah. Do you feel enough right now? Luckily, yes. I want to say yes. Um, I feel like I am reaping the rewards of like i feel like a year or two of trying really hard to work on myself so that i don't keep being the same version of myself that i was all of these years not that that was a bad version but i just feel like you know the beautiful thing about life is that it's so dynamic and you can choose who you want to be at any point just by changing the decisions that you make right because we are kind of just like a culmination of our decisions absolutely yeah so it took a lot of thinking and planning of like what do i want the next phase of my life to be because i can a hundred percent keep streaming every day forever i don't know but i felt like 
I wouldn't change at all. I wouldn't grow as a person. I wouldn't experience new things. So how do I make this change? How do I let go and try something new? Right. What was the biggest thing you had to rewire in your brain in the last couple of years? What was that shift that you had to really transform to get you to the current place you're at now? You're work, we're all work in progress, yeah, but to be are. where you are right now, what did you rewire? For sure, just like, uh, I'm so type A. I mean, studying engineering, I'm just always thinking about optimization. Optimize, optimize, optimize. That's why, you know, I'm a content creator. I work with algorithms and stuff, right? So I think letting go of that a little bit and recreating new goals has been difficult, <laughs> but very worthwhile because you can find, like, what you find fulfilling might change over years, right? So figuring that out constantly. Mm -hmm. When do you feel the most the loved and the most enough? I think it was really, really important for me to find ways to recreate those sentiments that are not relating to my work. And like really carving out a private life, like good relationships with friends that I trust. And that is actually like such a priority for me. I think with them, I feel very loved and enough. And also when I put myself out there in a way that I know is not optimized to my audience, but people still really enjoy it. That means a lot to me. Really? Yeah. So you're not trying to do what the, they want or what the algorithm is telling you to do, but you're just like, you know, I want to talk about this. I want to yeah. create this type of content. And here's what's on my heart and my soul and my mind. Put it out there. And maybe it's not the biggest thing ever, but it still yeah. does well. Yeah. Or some people say like, oh, it, it really resonated with me or I took this away and have implemented it into my life. That is so fulfilling. Makes me feel good. Do your parents actually know what you do? Now, yes. Because it took my parents, <laughs> my whole family probably, I don't know, until two years ago to yeah. know what I was doing. Because they're like, what Me are you doing this online yeah. marketing thing? This what is this? How do you make money? You know. Once my mom's a teacher, so once her students piece it together they were like, oh. and they started calling her Pokey's mom. Then she started getting it. <laughs> she stopped telling me to go back to school. <laughs> That's funny. Not Pokey's mom, the Pokey's mom. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Pokey's mom. Hi, Pokey's mom. That's you hilarious. Know? It's so cute. She's like, I get a lot of benefits at school from being your mom. I'm like, good. You deserve them. You've sacrificed so much for me as you should, you know? That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but they take a few get years. It. But yeah, when you absolutely. Were like, when, you, when you finally they said- They still don't really understand streaming. They can get around like YouTube videos, TikTok. Streaming is still a little bit of a bubble. Yeah. Yeah. But how long, because you essentially quit college. So how long until they were like, okay, you don't need to go back. Like we get it. You're okay on your own. You're not going to starve and be alone the rest of your life. How many more years was that after you paused college? Four or five? Wow. A while. I would say maybe four. Four years of like, everything What's okay? Are you coming back? Give me some money. Yeah. <laughs> no, even now, I paid for my parents' retirement, and my mom will still be like, "Do you need some money?" <laughs> 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 but it's really, really sweet. And frankly, I feel like the biggest privilege I've had in life was having caring and attentive parents, regardless of like, oh, were they kind of strict? Did right. that make me feel right. whatever? They, they were there for me. They cared. Wow. They like they loved me a hundred percent. And even when I like ran off to LA 
to do God knows what. They still always told me, like, if all else fails, you have a bed in our home with us. Like, you can always come back here. And I feel like that's something that everybody deserves. And it, it like it hurts my heart and soul so much that it just feels so unfair that some people don't have parents that treat them that way. I don't know. I'm like, can I treat you that way? I'll, I'll make an extra bed for you. Right, right. But yeah, it feels like you're genuinely the greatest privilege I've had in life. Oh, that's cool. What decision have you made that you're the most proud of? Frankly, um, persevering through very difficult, weird online situations. Really? Yeah, there were a lot of times where like as the number one Twitch female streamer, I was put in a position where I really didn't want to be. Not that position in particular, but just like being talked about in certain ways, either like people being inappropriate towards me or like sexualizing me when I really didn't want to be or spreading rumors or this and that, especially on like a like a large stage in front of communities and communities and whatever happened. Um, doing my best to react in like the right way <laughs> um in a way that would make other women in the space feel safe and i think the messages that i still get to this day of people like being grateful for that means the world to me um yeah You can claim victory in sports, on the job site, even on your taxes by switching to H&R Block. Block offers many ways to file to fit your schedule. A 100% accurate return on your max refund or your money back. Plus, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. Switch today and feel like a tax champion. This tax season, it's better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. Disclaimer, all tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com slash guarantees. Isn't it obnoxious when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print or bills that seem to go up for no dang reason? Like when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying even more than you would have elsewhere? At Metro by T-Mobile, there's nada yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, no surprises. They don't even want me to speed through the legal, so here it is. When they say no price hikes when you join, they mean your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data plans. Their only exclusions are for limited-time promos, per-use charges, and third-party services. I guess that really is nada yada yada. At Metro by T-Mobile. Nada yada yada. So when you were, when you were facing some of these difficulties, you know, the ego wants to defend, it wants to react, it wants to... And sometimes I did, and then I had to apologize for that. <laughs> it wants to, you know, yeah. say what it needs to say, it wants to, you know, whatever it might you want to sure do, does. right? Um, you know, it wants justice. Yeah. It wants fairness. But this doesn't feel fair. It's not fair, it's not mm -hmm. right, that's not true, this yeah. is... Why did they do this? So... How did you respond in a, I guess, conscious way um, that people still talk about today? How was that response? 
I think when you're in tough situations like that, especially when you feel that ego kicking in, you need to get advice from other people. People that you trust, people that you know will give you an honest answer. And don't get advice from one person. Ask like 10 people, you know? So don't um, just jump on video and say how you feel right away. Been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best idea, but really formulating like, how do I want to go about this? And as I said before, like, if I was in the audience instead of in my shoes, how would I want to see my favorite content creator or someone that I look up to respond or react? You know, what would I find inspiring? What would I find benefits this ecosystem as a whole of like live streaming, of gaming, this community? How can I make a good impact when I know people are watching or are waiting for my answer. Right. How many people are on the, the streaming Twitch world? Oh, many, many, many. How many, how many million people are on the platform? I'm not even aware. Well, I have like 9 million followers, so more than that. Right. <laughs> um, and how many, how many people, just to give context, because I'm assuming a lot of people watch or listen to this, um, my community isn't on Twitch as much. What is, um, like what is, the top people on Twitch, how many live viewers will they have on an average day? Well, Twitch has gone through like its ups and downs. So like the peaks were like 50, 100,000 viewers. Live. Yeah. For some Especially, of the top people. For yeah, you as well? When everybody was at home during the pandemic. Right. Yeah. I've had numbers like that, which is insane. 100,000 people watching live. What? Like you can't hours. even fathom that. Yeah. Right? The football stadium. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but nowadays, it's calmed down a little bit, and it's more so people who are, like, really dedicated to watching. So, like, probably the top live streamers maybe have, like, 50,000. I'm more around, like, 10,000, which is still, like, a ton. I feel like that was, like, I hit one to 5,000. I'm, like, set for life. Like, that's right, fine. Right, And then you get into it, and you're, like, the way that it can snowball is crazy. Wow. And what is the strategy moving forward for you with business with branding with managing you know this community and this audience and kind of reinventing yourself what's the the vision you have moving forward um as i said before i've just like written down a bunch of mantras that i want to live my life according to what are those some are just like i mean if i had my phone i'd tell you by the way <laughs> but um like for example instead of just focusing on content that either I know people will like or that is like optimized for the algorithm or whatever, balancing that, balancing that with an equal amount of content that is for like a specific community of people that I want it to resonate with. Like every piece of content doesn't need to be a banger. Sometimes you just want to cultivate a community or tell like-minded people how you feel, what you think, make them feel like they're not alone. And sometimes that that's not everyone and that's okay, right? It's more so about, again, creating that community of people that you will be proud to be a part of. Yeah. And what about the, the business that you have going forward? Is it less streaming and so therefore potentially less revenue there and you're trying to generate revenue in other places? What's that strategy for you? Yeah, so it was a little bit twofold making that decision. Because you're not um, streaming all the time anymore, right? Not anymore, no. I'll stream maybe like two, three times a week, as opposed to like almost every day kind of thing. Still six hours or a little less? 
I'll do like four to eight hours, something like that. But but half the week. Yeah. Yeah. Which is different. Um, and I'm working on other projects. As you know, like when your income is directly tied to your time, it's not very scalable. And it can be very tiring if you're trying to optimize how much you make, right? Well, it's all on you too. Yes. It's like the energy of your face, your your persona, your brand, you've got to be on constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And as I mentioned before, I love the business marketing aspect of everything. So interesting to me. So I'm in the works. I have a project that will launch when it launches. Sure. And that's been such a fun, like, just passion of mine. Um, and I wouldn't have had the time to pursue it if I didn't actively make the decision to, you know, stream less and explore other things. But for a long time, it was really hard, especially as I said, like coming from an immigrant family or like being an immigrant, it's like the number one thing is to make it financially and like pay back your parents. And that has always been like such such a heavy factor in my decision making that to rewire that was a little bit difficult. And again, I'm I'm so lucky to even be able to make the decision not to but i'm sure i'm not the only one out there like i find there's probably a lot of people who end up working so hard in one direction for example especially like the corporate ladder and then you wind up somewhere where maybe you're making good pay but you might not be as happy as you thought you were right so what do you do then right and i feel like i feel like there were like different seasons of my life and i intentionally decided to make one season like the, the season of like, I would just grind. Let me just grind until I'm financially stable enough to do whatever I want. So that was, even having that opportunity is very lucky again. <laughs> it's very difficult for me to talk about these things because I don't want to come off like uh, out of touch mm -hmm. um, or privileged, even though being a content creator, you frankly just are. But speaking frankly, that was just a, deci a decision that I decided to make. I was like, I'm gonna make less money so I can have a more fun life. Sure, sure. But before that, I'm going to grind my ass off. Yeah. So, yeah. My parents don't have to worry. No, I don't have to worry. That's amazing. Well, you wanted to have more peace, more harmony. Yeah. More, more balance in your life. And I think, you know, you mentioned being a content creator is a privileged life. And I think for some, you know, I think there's a lot of content creators that don't make any money. Yeah. That don't have either the timing, the talent, the skill, you know, the, the drive that you've had where it's really popped off and worked for you. Some people try and it doesn't work for whatever reason. And there's a lot more people that 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 struggle um, trying to make a living from content. I think it's a challenging thing. So for you to be able to do what you've done is inspiring and impressive, but it sounds like you figured out, you know, you can't keep doing the same grinding thing nonstop. For I mean, many for some years. people they can, and if that makes them happy. Right. You uh, know, all the more power to them. I'm curious. You've had a, you know, eight, nine years of kind of experience in the streaming world and just reinvented yourself a few different times and grown and, you know, been to therapy and all these, had some hardships and dealt with some stress. You didn't feel like you belonged or fit in at times. If you could go back to your 16 year old self and give three pieces of advice before you kind of jumped into this world of streaming and online personality to set her up for success, what would you say to her? I would actually start off by saying like, disarm yourself a little bit. You know, 
Apologizing is not a bad thing. Sometimes things may feel unfair, but not everything is about what's fair or not. Life in general is not fair. Um, so take a moment. Like anytime you feel defensive or reactive, it's much better to just take a moment. I also like to think like, I don't dwell on this kind of question too much because I'm like, what if I this, what if I that? Would I go back and change this decision? At the end of the day, I'm like, as cheesy as it sounds, I really do view every mistake as like a learning lesson. That's also how I cope. I'm like, I might've made that mistake, but I learned from it. What else can I do? Sure. So you just let it go. Definitely that would be number one. Number two is to like, try very hard to stay true to yourself. Mm -hmm. But that's also, that's a lesson you learn. Sometimes you stray too far one way and you're like, I don't really feel like me. And then you, you know, veer back a little bit throughout life, probably. And lastly is probably to prioritize your health as much as you can. Physical, mental, in whatever ways that you can, because, you know, that's the number one limiting factor of anything you want to accomplish. Right. For those who are, who look up to you and whether it be young women or men that are like, I want to get into streaming. I want to, I want to make this a full-time career or content creation. What's the one thing you would have people do with an hour a day before they did any of their content? If you could have an hour to do this one thing to set yourself up for a better life, what would that be? Before making before you start, content? yeah, before you're ten hours a day grinding yeah. and just going for five to ten years, if you had to carve out an hour of day for something else, what would that be? Honestly, before your day, get some sunlight, ten minutes, meditate, ten minutes, and have a well balanced meal, ten minutes. Um, honestly, move your body somehow. That's it. Those four things. And <laughs> your quality of life will improve significantly and you will be minimizing the downsides of however hard you want to work. Right. Yeah. Because I feel like there's a lot of, I mean, I see uh, the younger generation and I see a lot of them just either on their phone for 10 to 15 hours a day. And it looks like they're either consuming TikTok or Snapchat or, <laughs> or Twitch or whatever, yeah. or just messaging their friends all day. Um, or they're on a screen, you know, some type of screen. And I just feel like I, I see the power of using social media and can, it's what I've done to build my business as well. But I also know how powerful it is to disconnect every day. Not just powerful, I think necessary. Yeah. I wish there was more education surrounding that topic, especially for the younger generation, parents nowadays who have to figure out how to manage their kids' relationship with these devices. It's, it's all very new territory, but people need to be very, very cognizant of the ways that it can shape your mind. And I, I mainly speak to this, especially for young girls, because I know how detrimental it can be to their self-perception, really? their confidence, all of these things, yeah. What, do, what does looking at yourself, looking at other women on social media or streaming with filters and, you know, 
modification apps do to young women? It makes you feel not right. Mm. You know, I feel like we're constantly being told, whether we recognize it or not, when we see something repeatedly and we see something be praised repeatedly, we know, oh, this is what's right. And anything that doesn't look like that is wrong. Wow. And so I think it's very important to one, be wary of who you follow. Are you diversifying who you follow? Are you following them because of how they look, because of what they say? What are the reasons for that? And are those reasons good? Um, and then two, I just implore people to spend more time in real life, frankly, yeah, yeah. because online you you see a lot of the same. But when you're just walking around real life, you see what real bodies look like, what people look like up close. We all have wrinkles and spots and this and that, and not everybody's flat stomached. And even the people who post photos like that at some point are not, like after a big meal. <laughs> so like, yeah, go to the gym, see real people working out what those things actually look like. Otherwise, our entire, our perception is just a culmination of what we see. If all that we see is optimized, filtered, modified in some way, it's not realistic. So make sure to spend an equal amount of time in a more realistic environment. Has that affected you at all? Seeing other women, you know, on social media with filters and everything else? For sure. And I mean, partially just as a viewer or as an audience or a woman in her 20s, you know, it's like, oh, this kind of style is praised a lot. Should I do this? Should I do that? Um, and then secondly, as a content creator, like, oh, people really like this kind of look. Would it be optimizing my business to look this way? You get what I mean? There's so many levels to it. And I think going down that rabbit hole too much, one, hurts your brain. <laughs> and two, honestly, detracts from the fun and more like fulfilling parts of content creation, which is like making someone happy. Right. Or putting something out that means a lot to me, as opposed to focusing too much on appearances, can be hard sometimes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I've had, like, any time I feel my brain getting caught up in that a little bit too much, I'm like, okay, let's reel it back, let's reevaluate how much time I'm spending online, what, what I'm thinking about, the kind of content that I consume, that's right. really important too. Right. Yeah, like you said, your whole TikTok is motivational it stuff. It is, motivation. And so that's what your brain is gonna be all about, and. The things that you talk about is going to yeah, be all about that too. Exactly. I'm curious about your perspective on money. You started making really good money in your late teens, early 20s. More than 99.9% .9 of people in their late teens and 20s in the world probably. Um, how did that affect you? Making, you know, more money than your peers, most of your peers at a young age. And what is the dark side of making money for someone who's really young? Well, I, I don't want to act like it's such a detrimental thing, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, I started streaming when I was in high school, didn't make much. In college, was still in debt for like two years. And then it started taking off. And then maybe two, three years after that, I started making significantly more, like more than what a doctor makes. And then for like two, three years, it was much, much more than I could have ever imagined. So initially, it was, it, it was really just like step by step. Like, I'm just looking 
to have like a part-time job, basically. I can make a little bit of money here while studying engineering. Cool. Then I was like, wait, if I focus on this for a couple months, I can pay off my student loans. Cool. And then, frankly, for me, my dream in life was always to make six figures. Because that's like what a doctor makes. To sure, figure, right? sure. Let's go. <laughs> and I, I really felt like at that point, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm good. Um, but it felt like the expectation in life is to optimize that. So when you see the opportunity, right, it's like, go for it, go for it. But at some point, it's like, you don't really realize what you're sacrificing or if you should keep going for it. Um, and I, I think there were a lot of times where I just put like my health and my mental on the back burner because I was so fixated on like, I need financial stability. And just like with anything else, it, it can get like, it just becomes a habit or almost like addicting. It's like, okay, I need to focus on this. And I just, I lost sight of again, like what do I want? What actually makes me happy? And it's like, there was such a scarcity really? sentiment. Yeah. I mean, even with content creators, it's like, you don't know where your career is going to be in a year or two. Right. What so if the algorithm advantage. changes? What yeah. if they cancel my account? What if, who knows, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say that there were like crazy downsides aside from like things that I had to figure out myself, right? Like how to really manage my life right. and my business structure. But I do feel like sometimes to my peers maybe they like viewed me differently knowing that um really how so well i think depending on the person it might be something that they judge you off of how much money you're making yeah really yeah i think for some people it can be inspirational but for some people it's like oh you're over there and i'm here kind of thing but it's like Oh, I don't come from money. <laughs> like I'm not like that man. <laughs> yeah, um, which I understand, right? Everybody makes assumptions based off of what they might know about someone. Um, but I also think the lifestyle that I was leading when I wanted to like save up as much as I could, take care of my parents, do this, do that, that lifestyle was also isolating. Mm, yeah. Really? Oh yeah, for sure. How so? It's just work, work, work all the time. And when you're optimizing for work or for financials, everything else is on the back burner. Yeah. And it takes so much effort to like, oh, wait, I need to keep up with friends. I need to create a friend circle. <laughs> I need to do this. I need to do that. Even taking care of like your health. It's so easy to set everything else aside when you're focused on career goals. Right. Now, it, does, it sounds like you didn't, you weren't raised with a ton of money, but you had money, you had a home, you had, you know, opportunities, but you weren't having this rich lifestyle growing up as a kid, right? Not at all. I feel like, you want to know how I learned, like, really the value of a dollar? Sure. Which, in hindsight, I'm so glad that I did. I've had, like, numerous jobs before streaming. <laughs> My very first one was I was, like, I was a newspaper delivery girl. Nice. And in I Canada. feel like I've... Yeah, I've always had like a very mathematical optimization kind of mindset. And I would make maybe like $100 every two weeks or something. And I would do it like two, three times a week. And I had this kind of a route. And I did meet everything up to be like, okay, every time I drop off a newspaper, that's five cents. Yeah, so I'm like, 
five cents, five cents, five cents, five cents. Yeah. So that was, I mean, that was great. And I was so excited, you know, because I didn't get like, um, what do you call it when your parents give you money? In, like entitled or no, no, an no. allowance? An allowance. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have like an allowance or anything like that. So for me to have money to spend on my own, that was the only way, like go get a job. So I was like 13 years old, five cents, five cents. But it was so exciting to be able to do something on my own to exchange my time and labor for any amount of money, right? And then you start thinking, okay, how can I optimize this? Let me ride a bike. <laughs> a little bit faster. And then, you know, a couple of years later, you're able to work elsewhere. You also divvy that up. So the carb fear is real these days but why does it feel like the carb heavy foods are what we tend to love the most after years of wishing there was a better go-to option when the carb craving hits i finally discovered hero bread hero bread makes those same delicious bready favorites free of consequences or compromises now get this hero bread has zero to one grams of net carbs zero grams of sugar and is high in fiber they've got an option for every craving including sliced bread loaves tortillas and buns so you can still enjoy that soft, fluffy experience you love when having a refreshing BLT, savory breakfast burrito, or delicious cheeseburger. Hero Bread also does small batch drops each month of indulgent favorites like the 2-gram net carb Hero Croissant or the 1-gram net carb Hero Cheddar Biscuit. Now, Hero Bread looks, feels, and tastes just like any other bread you'd get at the grocery store, which is exactly what I was hoping for. Their white sliced bread is so good, and every time I make a sandwich with it, I can't believe something that tastes this good is actually adding extra protein to my meal. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code greatness at checkout. That's greatness at H-E-R-O dot C-O. You can't always trust your gut. Like those times when it tells you to have that extra piece of cake or when it tells you to skip your morning routine and sleep in another hour. Probiotics can't help with most of your gut decisions, but if your gut needs a little support, Ritual has your back. They made a three-in-one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Ritual invested in a study modeling the human colon, which showed their symbiotic plus significantly increased microbial diversity and the growth of beneficial bacteria. Rigorously tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp, and made traceable. Personally, I love Ritual's Symbiotic Plus because it keeps my gut feeling balanced and it's super convenient. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash greatness. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash greatness for 20% off. What, when, I mean, how did you learn how to manage money when it started to come in in abundance, really, and, and more and more? Because you grew up, you know, five cents at a time with newspapers to six and seven figures and beyond. How did you handle it? Like, how did you manage it, handle it, and not be scarce with it still, but think abundantly? Or was there a period of still scarcity? Because you're like, oh, I don't know if this is going to keep coming in, so... I think I was very lucky that everything came, like, one step at a time. Yay. You know? From that one newspaper job, to getting a part-time job, to getting a full-time job, to streaming, to 
I feel like I yeah everything was incremental throughout my whole life so I've been able to have a bit of an adjustment period but when I started making like pretty good money I mean I'm very lucky my my dad raised me well he like got me a bank account at like 13 even if there's not much in it it's like this is your bank account this is how much you have you should have a savings account you should have a checking and you know rule of thumb try to save at least this much percentage of your money so I was always very considerate of these things no matter how much I made it's like I need to be saving at least let's say like half of my income and your your spending money should only be like this portion and having that mindset already going into it allowed me to not spiral too much one way in terms of scarcity or spiral too much one way in terms of let me just spend 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 right and i also um <laughs> i try to be very experimental again i feel like i've learned so much in school <laughs> engineering but experimental in the sense that i would experiment on spending on different things if i spend a lot more on a video what does that return right. look like if i invest in myself in terms of my health if i get a trainer if i get um if i invest more in like nutrition therapy what are the things where i get the most return and that are actually very helpful and so, some things don't make that large of a difference like frankly as much as i love clothes and fashion it's like some shirts if it's good quality it could be 50 dollars. if it's 500 dollars, is it gonna make that much of a difference no but honestly um leveling up with like therapy that was huge nutrition I, health yeah therapy. my therapist is like yeah he's he's honestly like partially a life coach mm -hmm. um very very worthwhile any sort of health investment i've made most investments in myself i feel paid off a lot so i started prioritizing that investments in that in my business and i feel like looking at it very holistically is what helped me the that's most. beautiful yeah. i love that investing in yourself is never a bad investment one thousand percent and honestly just try stuff experiment yeah um experiment almost like very considerably sure. and safely. Like, I'm going to try this intentionally and I will jot down how it goes. Should I keep doing it? Yes, no. Yeah, yeah. right. I've got a few final questions for you. This has been fascinating, Iman. I appreciate you. I hope so. By the way, feel free to ask me anything about like the streaming space. I love talking to people <laughs> who have no idea what it's about. So if you I'm have any like about weird yeah. questions. I'll see what I can come up with. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I wanted to ask you first about um, how to navigate relationships while being a streamer while being uh, a big personality live streaming all day you got a massive community watching you constantly subscribe to you everywhere how do you build relationships with friends and intimate relationships over the last 10 years so that you can create harmony in relationships yeah. and not stress i mean it's for sure a learning process and frankly just like anything else that's worthwhile good friendships and relationships require effort like regular communication time with each other um and i think during perhaps the most like successful parts of my life i mean people say it a lot but it can also be the loneliest but now when i feel successful because i spend so much time building out these relationships i can try to like maximize both at once but you really really need to be intentional with those things otherwise it's it's hard 
to have those deep, deep relationships. And how do you manage a intimate relationship with, you know, working nonstop and having this big audience or, I don't know, people being jealous or not? Like, how do you manage that? Mm, I think compartmentalizing time is helpful, you know? You're like, if I want to manage these relationships that mean a lot to me, I need to create time and space for them. Um, especially with any friends that I have that aren't in the public eye, it's about having that conversation of like, are you comfortable being in these things or not? Um, seeing like in the live streams, you mean? Yeah, or, like, or yeah. anything in vlogs, in photos. I think sometimes people can be a little bit like worried, obviously, or like unsure because it's such a new space. And it's very easy. Living in LA, you'll always meet people who are a little bit too excited <laughs> to be in front of the camera. And you can tell maybe that's their priority right, in the right, friendship. Right. Yeah. So I think communications helped me. I mean, it's just the key to making sure that you're on the same page with anyone. And ultimately, creating very specific times when I'm on, I'm Pokimane, I'm working, I'm doing whatever, and very specific times when I'm off. And if I get along really well with someone when I'm just being me, there's no cameras, no nothing, no nothing to benefit from. And we develop a beautiful friendship relationship based off of that. That's how I know I can carry that into my public life if they're comfortable with it. Sure, sure. Do you feel pretty safe uh, in LA? Like as a street, you mentioned before, like the streaming world's like a different type of, I want to say crazy, but fanatics, right? Like if people, if they're watching you six, 10 hours a day, they're probably really like into you in certain ways and get, get feel like they get to know you and you're their best friend and all these things. It gets parasocial sometimes. Parasocial? Yeah, that's the term we use quite a bit. I what mean, does that mean? It just means uh, when people, it's a one-sided relationship essentially. If someone is watching you for eight hours a day, it's easy for them to feel close to you, but you don't know them at all. So they might come up to you like, oh my God, hey, act like your best friends. And you're like, you're a stranger to me. So it's such an interesting... Does that happen a lot for you? Luckily, is it different in LA because celebrities everywhere and people are more like true. chill about it? Luckily, I feel like um, general understanding and yeah, knowledge or education around these parasocial relationships has gotten a lot better. So even from like the viewer's perspective, they're like, oh, we need to be considerate of these things. We need to approach people respectfully. So nowadays, to me, people are really, really nice. That's good. Yeah, I have had some like security concerns. People always want to find out where you live, what you're doing, who you're with, these kinds of things. Um, but frankly, the less that I stream, again, a very like connected, long format type of content, the less of these issues I have. And I've tried very, very hard. I'm eight years into this. I've set those boundaries publicly. I figured out like what are the th things and topics that I should avoid so that people don't get too curious. What are things that you keep to yourself? I don't even like, I can't post photos like outside of my window. To no, show anything. It's just a wall. All. Yeah. Just a yeah. Sometimes I'll move in somewhere and I'll like paint the place differently. I'll get things removed, things changed to make sure it doesn't match anything online. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's been quite the learning experience. Just to avoid any sort of security concerns. Yeah. Wow. What is the psychology of being really great on Twitch and live streaming? Like, what is the psychology to make someone a great streamer 
to build a bigger audience? I think, I mean, I hate to say, but we really are all people pleasers. <laughs> to some degree, we are. Um, we just want like that positive viewer reaction and feedback loop, especially with the chat. Uh, I think people who learn quickly, adapt, are great because it's interesting. You can look at your chat as like constant feedback. And if you take that in properly, you optimize how you are as a streamer. How you talk, what you say, what you do, what do people react positively to. Um, so I would say that. And people who just <laughs> have a big personality and really? like to talk. I mean, you have to talk the whole time, basically. Do those things, yeah. Do those things and you have an opportunity and chance. That's amazing. Um, a couple of final questions for you. This is a question I ask everyone towards the end. It's called the three truths question. So imagine a hypothetical scenario. I'm gonna put this in your context. Um, Twitch and streaming is still massive 100 years away, but it's your last day on earth. And you have done and created everything you wanna create in your life. You've had the life of your dreams. You've Aww, accomplished everything. I sure hope so. <laughs> relationships, family, fun, all these different things you've had. But for whatever reason, all the content you've ever created, no one has access to anymore. It has to go to the next place, wherever you go after we, we die. Um, but you get one final live stream. And this piece of content will stay in this world forever. Wow. And you only get to share three lessons that you've learned from your life. If you could imagine this future scenario, what would be those three lessons or what I like to call three truths that you would share if you were streaming live your final time and there was no other content to watch of you? The first thing I would say is that I feel like compassion is the key to humanity. So cultivate that, treasure it, Utilize it as much as you can. Put yourself in other people's shoes. Talk to other people all the time. No one is below or above anyone else. We all lead such cool, unique, individual lives, right? That's such a beautiful thing. And something that I find a little bit difficult about the internet is that sometimes it removes that humanity. Like, oh, you're just a person. You're one sentence. You're one comment your one 15 second clip. But everyone you encounter online or in person have like a whole backstory to them. And that is what really informs their behaviors, good or bad or whatever, right? I think that's just something that's good to keep in mind. Um, two, I'd probably say something about gratitude Another thing that I feel requires a lot of cultivating because we live in a really, really cool day and age where we have access to so much. But sometimes I feel like as humans, we weren't meant to. It's like these neurons start like firing a little bit too much. Your brain becomes a little bit fried and it's easy to lose sight of things. And gratitude above all else is what's going to keep you grounded and maintaining some type of contentment no matter what life you lead. And lastly, 
I just hope everybody's happy and healthy and has a good life and like take care of yourself and <laughs> it'll be so hard. <laughs> you're like, I'm gonna disappear. This is the last thing I can say. Yeah, honestly, at the end of my stream, I like to just wish everyone well. I'm like, drink some water, go for a walk, do something good for yourself today. Take care. I'll see you in the next one. Yeah. <laughs> and then never come back. <laughs> really? Um, I mean, you can you can go on and on about like deep lessons and this and that. But take care of yourself and tend to the garden you can touch. The people around you that you see, treat them well. You don't have to worry about every problem in the world. Just help those that you can help. Take care of each other. Take care of yourself. Mm. Yeah. Sound like a true life coach. I like it. Oh, Sounds you've got you. a lot of wisdom for your youth. All the mantras I have in my right? journal. Exactly. <laughs> I wanna uh I've got a, another final question for you, and I wanna see where we should follow you and support you, how we can support you in a second. But I wanna acknowledge you for a moment because I think it's really hard when you're in the public eye as a young age and have a lot of audience and have a lot of pressure, a lot of great stuff happening, but also some some challenges to face, money, all these different things that you just feel like you're in a very solid place right now. And I acknowledge you for acknowledging that you might have different breakdowns in your past and saying, what can I do to pause and get some support and go to therapy, get coaching, get advice. I really acknowledge you for that because I think it's hard for anyone to want to go to therapy. I've been doing it for years. I love it. It brings me a lot of peace. But especially the youth, I think it's hard to acknowledge when, hey, I'm not doing so well. I've got some breakdown. Let me get some support here. So I really acknowledge you for doing that, talking about it. And I also acknowledge you for reinventing yourself to do what fills you up. Not just what makes me the most money or what other people want me to do, but what also fills you up. So I really am inspired that that's where you're at in this stage of your life. And uh, I acknowledge you for that. Thank you so yeah, much. You are an amazing listener and conversationalist. I feel like you really just summarized the last year of my life. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> Thank you so um, much. How, before I ask the final question, how can we follow you, support you? Where, where are you going to be hanging out the most online? Um, I've been having a lot of fun posting random TikToks. On okay. TikTok, I'm P-O-K-I. Pokey. That's it. <laughs> uh, but feel free to look me up anywhere. P-O-K-I-M-A-N-E. On Instagram, I like to post day to day. Twitch, if you want to check out some live streams. I read. I mean, this is probably my like greatest and oddest life skill. When I stream, it doesn't matter how many message messages are in chat. I genuinely can read all of them. Wow. Yeah. And you can I, game and read. You can play and. Yes, a little bit. But even like if it's going super, super fast, I just. You see it all. I Yeah. I mean, you just learn doing something for 10 years. Yeah. That's probably the just oddest skill that a live streamer has. It's like you can skim books super quickly, but chat messages instead. Wow. So that's my most fun way to be like, wow, I can essentially meet or interact with a human being just like if they tune into my live stream. That's amazing. Yeah. And answer anything. And then YouTube more so for like bigger moments. Uh-huh. So yeah, whatever you're interested in. We'll follow you. We'll follow you everywhere. Pokey. Appreciate that a lot. Thank Pokey you so much. everywhere. Make sure you guys follow. Uh, final question for you. What is your definition of greatness? My definition of greatness is someone who is secure in what they find fulfilling and what brings them joy. And they pursue that 
with all, all their might. I hope today's episode inspired you on your journey towards greatness. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a rundown of today's show with all the important links. And if you want weekly exclusive bonus episodes with me, as well as ad-free listening experience, make sure to subscribe to our Greatness Plus channel on Apple Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please share it with a friend over on social media or text a friend. Leave us a review over on Apple Podcast and let me know what you learned over on our social media channels at Lewis House. I really love hearing the feedback from you and it helps us continue to make the show better. And if you want more inspiration from our world-class guests and content to learn how to improve the quality of your life, then make sure to sign up for the Greatness Newsletter and get it delivered right to your inbox over at greatness.com newsletter. And if no one has told you today, I want to remind you that you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. And now it's time to go out there and do something great. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. 